Good morning. My name is Richard. Um, wonderful to be here this morning. Wonderful to be able to share with you this morning. Wonderful to uh, appreciate the suddenlies of God, um, to be totally honest. Like Esther said, um, she should be preaching, but uh, the job has been left to me, and it's uh, a privilege to be able to do that. Just some changes to the announcements while while you're thinking about the news. So this week, Wednesday, is still Grace United, still happening, but there won't be any financial feedback afterwards due to the fact that we will be missing the person who's giving the financial feedback um, in isolation. Um, I'm not quite ready to uh, speak numbers and all that type of thing. So Craig will not be available on Wednesday evening. And so we will push it out into June where we will do the financial feedback as far as um, the church and the 2021 year is concerned. As you'll hear, um, my voice is a little bit uh, croaky still. Um, someone said to me the other day, maybe I should start a band uh, with the voice and everything like that. But I said, you still got to be able to sing if you want to start a band. Yeah, Rod Stewart. <laughs> yeah. All aboard. I think this is a, a topic that has uh, been going and going and going and going and going and going and being, we've been hammered on for the last couple of months, years, with regards to getting on board. I've been very fortunate to travel to a couple of countries where the mode of transport is train. Um, and all the experiences I've had have left me with... Um, some interesting memories, if I can put it that way. So I was fortunate to travel to Malaysia. And in Malaysia, where you get onto the train, you get onto the train, and everyone is on the train. doesn't matter if the doors can close or doors can't close. You get onto the train, and you hopefully you know which station you're getting off, and you can kind of make your way to the door by the time your station comes, or else you're at the next station um, before you even know it. The other other fun experience I've had is uh, fortunate again to travel to Japan for work and I'd gone a couple a day early kind of try to work out the, the trains which goes where and which station leaves from where so that I could get to the office that I was going to the next morning on time and I left perfectly on time this is after a day of not finding the right hotel and the two hotels being the same name across the road from each other and trying to book into the seven star hotel rather than the three star hotel so all, all fun and games but then it came to getting onto the train and I knew that was the platform I had to go to, that was the train I needed to get onto, that was the connection I needed to get and I would be there by half past eight in the morning which gave me half an hour to then run upstairs, get a cup of coffee and settle into the training Little did I know that when they put an announcement up on that board in Japanese, sometimes it doesn't, it means that this train doesn't go to where it was supposed to go. <laughs> and so I jumped on the train, and the train pulled off, and I was like, yeah, got it, done, sorted. I'm going that way. We stopped at the next station. Every single person on that carriage that I was on got out, onto the, the platform, and I sat there. <laughs> and I can just imagine the controllers that were looking, or the security that was looking through the camera saying, oh, watch this, look at this guy, watch this guy. And the train went back to the station that we had just come from. 
I found out later that that, that carriage or that train needed repairs and so they were taking it back into the... So I was on the correct train. I had done everything right, but there had been a glitch. And I think this talks to this element of getting on board. But we need to be getting on board for the right reasons and with the right destination in mind. And today we're going to just talk a little bit about that destination. We're going to talk a little bit about the why as far as getting on board is concerned with, with regards to this local church. So it's very easy for us to talk about um, the kingdom and the bigger kingdom and that type of thing, but this local church is also part of that kingdom. And so why do you get on board this church? If we have a look at what Richard Preston said to us last week, and I think it's very important to listen to what Richard says, um, or to listen to what Richards say. Got that one. Glad to glad you did. Um, he mentioned three things: that it was Jesus's heart when he prayed for his disciples in his prayer in John twenty. He says that we would be one with him, as he was one with the Father. So he is calling us to be one with him. The second one was that the world would know that we had been sent by him. Through our unity, we've spoken today about a little bit in the in the amazing worship about people knowing us through the Father or knowing the Father through us, and I think that's also an element of what was spoken about yesterday by or last week by John. It's been an interesting week, and then the third thing that he said is that we need to be involved in that which the Father has called us to be involved. And he mentioned this by uh, referring to Mark 6, which was the feeding of the 5,000, saying, if the Father has called us to feed the 5,000, we need to be involved in that. As a disciple, we need to be involved in that which God has called us to do. And sometimes we kind of take prophetic words and we put them into a, a file, into a folder, and we allow them to stay there for the next two years, three years, four years, and don't really dwell and pause and take in what this actually means for us. I was listening last week online, and I was, to be totally honest, mind-blown by the word that Richard brought about getting on board. We as a church have had a prophetic word that the train is leaving the station since 2021, the beginning of 2021, we had this word that said, the train is leaving the station. Get on board. Get on and get involved. Get active on that train. Understand that this train is going somewhere and that there's an opportunity to jump on it. This was that prophetic word that was brought at the beginning of 2021. And in a time of envisioning, it's going to be my new generous, um, of envisioning Craig reminded us that we don't just say that this is the end of the year so we cut off the prophetic words from the previous year and then move on and see what is new he says let's take what God is talking to us and saying to us and keep it going and keep pushing into that and to see that, that fulfilled so for a lot of individuals this word of getting on the train the train is leaving has become reality for a lot of individuals in this church, we've jumped on board and we've said, 
Let us serve where we can serve. Let us get involved where we can get involved. For a lot of people, we've been trying to understand that what God has called us to do and to be involved in, trying to work out the ministries that he's given us and that we need to be actively involved in. And then in 2022, Craig brought these three words to us. And it's important for us as a church, like I said, to pause and to dwell and to make sure that we are paying attention to that, what God is saying. He brought those three words to us. He talked about a new wineskin. He talked about breaking camp. And he talked about being clear. I don't know how more clear God can be to say that he's challenging us to get on board. And challenging us to get engaged with the vision that we have. But as I sat there listening to this, get on board, get involved, get active, get engaged, my human nature said, why? Why should I? Why should I bother? What am I really part of if I get involved and I get on board and I get active? And that made me think that we need to be prepared and understand the destination that we're going to. Understand what we've been called to and why we've been called to be on that train. And for that reason, today, we're going to just touch on a couple of those points that Grace Cove see as important, see as our vision, and see as what we are involved in. The only reason that I would leave the comfort of a station of the coffee shops, and this is the nice thing about uh, uh, the German um, stations, is that they've got coffee shops and they've got bagels and they've got... Oh, it's just really a cool little place to, to sit and to chill in the actual station. Once you move out onto the platform and it's minus two degrees and you're sitting there waiting for that train, knowing that you're on the right and kind of preparing for that journey... That's when it gets a little bit more risky. But why would I leave the comfort of that bagel shop? Why would I leave the comfort of those nice chairs and that nice, well, not so great coffee? I think the coffee in South Africa is better than the German coffee. Um, but this, I hope, is not being broadcast to Germany. Um, the only reason I would do that is if I understood the vision, if I understood the destination and I, was bu- and I bought into that. And so we're just going to give you a little bit of an indication of what is our vision. What is it that we see um, as a church? One of the, the nice things about the traveling that I do is that I get to travel business class. And the only reason that that is nice and well, is the extra space in the seats and being able to lie down and whatever it might be. But what I always do before, and it's maybe just a a creature thing that, I, that I've become accustomed to doing is I go and I have a look at the website and say, ooh, there's a button there, and kind of get prepared for that journey. This is how, I, oh, I'm going to be able to sleep, and I'm going to be able, oh, man, this is cool, and these are the movies that are on that flight, and all that type of thing, and I get prepared. And part of understanding that vision and understanding that train that we're on and that we've been called to get on board is, is to understand what the journey will be about and what the journey will be about Craig mentioned a couple of things, and also Lindsay's folks have been with us after the um, NCMI Elders' Time, National Elders' Time. And they said that one of the things that was said during that time is that the vision never changes. The vision remains constant. There's no change in the vision. There's no change in the direction that God has called us to. Maybe the how 
changes, and the way that we work this thing out changes, but the vision is always constant. And this is one of the constants in, in our church, is that we're trying to create this vision, try and create this purpose to get everyone on board. We were meant to have quite an exciting day today, um, and a, a can I, can I call it a watershed moment in the life of Grace Coves today? Um, new members coming into the church as well as new deacons coming onto the deacon team. Was, that was supposed to be what we were celebrating today. And we've put it on hold because of the value we place in the, the leadership of this church. So the value that we place on Craig and I being here in team to make sure that we commission the leaders going forward. And so we will do this next week, and we're going to create even more excitement about what what is taking place next week because this is going to be another victory in the battle that we've we've fought for the last two years, isn't it? Two and a half years. We've had these constant breaks, constant attacks, and constant not being able to do exactly what we, we would like to be able to do. And so we will see that. And that's part of, part of the vision is, and the values that we have is to raise up leaders and to raise leaders in our church. But what is our vision? If you go to any um, motivational talk, you'll hear two, um, two examples of vision. Um, you'll, you'll hear about the guy who works in the Harley-Davidson um, washing uh, uh, Maintenance. Uh, he's washing the bathrooms, and a person walks into there and he asks him, "So, what is what are you doing here? What do you do here?" So he says, "We build the world's best motorcycles." And that might, might be debatable. I don't want to debate that. Um, but he said that he was part of building the world's best motorcycles. The same story about NASA is also that does the rounds, and I'm not quite sure about how true it is. But they walked into the, the cleaning room at NASA and they said to the, the cleaner, what is your responsibility here? What do you do? And, and the cleaner said, my responsibility is to put people on the moon, put people into space. And so we're all part of this, this vision. We're all part of the values of this church. If we're called to get on board, this is what get on board looks like. It means buying into this vision, buying into the values of this church, and then implementing them in our lives. We're all part of the vision. So what is this vision? It says we exist to know Jesus Christ and make him known. That's pretty simple. But it's the core to everything that we do at Grace's Cove. It's when we serve, we're making him known. When we preach, we're making him known. When we pray together, we're making him known and we're encouraging people to know who he is. We want to be a gospel proclaiming and living community, existing for the benefit of those not yet part of us. Quite an interesting statement. Those not yet part of us. us. So we do value the people that are part of us, and that is the part of the element of knowing him and making him known. But we do value and we do the things that we do so that we can draw people in, not to Grace Cove, into his kingdom. We do what we do for the call that he has on us as, an, as a local church. We are passionate about our city and will order our lives and our expression of church to make our Savior 
and ourselves accessible to the city and the nations of the world, not taking ourselves too seriously, but displaying the infectious life of God. That's what we see as the vision. We've tried to align that as much to what we see biblically as possible, to the vision that God has for us. We know the calling on us is to go and make disciples of all nations. And as a local community, we are based here, and our nation starts in Jerusalem, Littleton, and spreads out to Samaria and to the rest of the world. And so what does that look like? What do we place value on as a church? We place value on reaching our city. We place, place value on planting churches. And we place value on, and I need to be careful, discipling nations. Every time I was preparing and going through these notes, I, was, I read that word disciplining. We're not here to discipline nations. We're here to disciple nations and to pray for nations and to impart what Jesus has for us. So reaching our city is Littleton and beyond. Seeing ourselves as a sent people, not as a, a sitting, sitting people, as a sent people. Realizing that it doesn't matter our age, doesn't matter our language, doesn't matter our, our background, our culture from a, a worldly perspective. That we have a kingdom culture that we take into the nation and to the city around us and the people around us. We put value on planting churches. What a privilege it is to know that today in Copperleaf College there are people being impacted for the kingdom because of something that an individual in our church felt God calling him to, but also because of the value that we place on church planting. We see it all over the country. Churches planted out of churches, and this is something we place value in. It's not for us. This word and the, the, what God has put on our hearts is not for us and this little, um, I don't know, 20, 15 by 10 building, but it's for the greater, greater community, greater, great, great, greater nation. And then discipling nations, not disciplining nations. <laughs> discipling nations. Where do we have an impact as Grace Cove? We're very fortunate to have a ministry in Lesotho. And through the NCMI team and through the NCMI apostolic team, we've been able to impact Lesotho. Also, we've seen this week an exciting time of Lesotho leaders, Lesotho leaders coming onto the NCMI apostolic team, meaning that there is greater potential for greater impact into that, into that country, potential for greater equipping, greater encouragement, and for a nation to be impacted through um, the response of leaders in, a, in, in this church. We also impact Europe, little South Africa, little church in Littleton, has the, the possibility and, and the potential through its apostolic links to impact not only South Africa, not only Lesotho and our neighbors, but the great country of Europe. How amazing is that, that you, as you sit here today, have an inheritance in France, have an inheritance in Germany, have an inheritance in the Czech Republic, have an inheritance in Poland, 
have an inheritance in all these countries that we've been able to send and sow people in, in France, all these countries. We, as Grace Cove, you, as the individuals of Grace Cove, have an inheritance in that place. How amazing is that? I could go on about the values that we have, probably 20, 30 of these values that we have, the beliefs that we have as a church. But these are primary for us at the moment, and we don't have all day for me to talk. And I'm not too sure if my voice would last all day, um, to be totally honest. So what does being part of this vision actually mean to us? It means that we as a church, as a local body, create a diverse space. It means that we have a devoted place and we are a destined base. So what does that mean? <laughs> it's cool. Like all the words have ace at the end. <laughs> well done. Craig's, Craig, is this Craig's uh, moving from P's to ace? Uh, if we can do the P's at the beginning of the word, we can do the end of the word as well. But that's not the reality on that. Yes, the words rhyme. Yes, the words link in. But the reality is, is that as a church, we've seen opportunity through these things. So what does space mean? It means that everyone is welcome in our church. I think we've had a prophetic word over a church that people with purple hairs and, skate and, and skateboards would arrive here. And we need to be prepared as a church to open our arms and our hearts to those people. I think there was a, a word shared the other day about someone coming into another church and being completely different, completely out there. But just the love brought that person into the church and into a, a safe relationship with God. Everyone is welcome. Diversity is celebrated. Where family values are appreciated and embraced. David Crowder sings a song that says, come as you are, broken, full, whatever it is, come as you are to the king. And we as a church are part of that calling to allow people to come as they are. To need a hospital, we need to be the hospital to them. You need to be able to be a hospital to people. To be warriors, the church is called to be all these different things. And every individual that comes in here needs something different. Jesus was everything to everyone. And we as the church are called to be as Jesus was. I think uh, while we're coining the phrase, or someone else coined the phrase, or the phrase has been coined a long time ago, but while we said, go and do the same, isn't that what we as the church are called to do? And if we're creating space and we're accepting everyone, and we're allowing people who are different to us and who have different backgrounds to us to come in and worship our king and to instill a kingdom culture on, on them. Isn't that what we are as a church called to? A devoted place. Another one of Craig's favorite sayings. And as you might know, this, uh, a lot of this is Craig's notes from uh, Friday afternoon at 5 o'clock. Um, one of Craig's favorite sayings is that the fish will fly, and the birds will swim. No. Fish will swim, and the birds will fly. Everyone is called to be able to operate in what they are called to. We've just gone through a series called Gifted, where we've been 
kind of enlightened to the fact that we have these gifts in proportion, that we are gifted in proportion to what the grace of God would have apportioned those gifts to us. And so we have the opportunity to operate in it. It's not for me, it's not for Craig, it's not for anyone else either of the, the elders or the leaders to say to you, this is what you should be doing. Yes, we are there to give direction and to feel what the Holy Spirit is doing. But you've also got to meet with God and say, God, what is that that you're calling me to? And then bring it into the local church and say, this is what we're part of. Would you back us? Would you pray with us? Would you be there with us? It's important that we, as a local church, identify ministries not based on who I am, Richard Stewart, but based on who this church is and who the group of people are here. And then we want to be a destined base. So being a base church talks about being existing for others, existing not only for internal but existing for others. So we as a base value training, we value um, input, equipping, building up leaders, commissioning leaders and then sending leaders out, giving people the opportunity to stand and share words, giving people the opportunity to lead um, kids' ministries, giving people opportunities to operate in what they are called to do, but equipping them in that in the time. And that allows us to not only affect here, but allows us to affect everything else. So we need to be equipping for external. We talk about the na- discipling nations, and we talk about planting churches. Matthew 24, verse 14 says this. It says, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Part of what we, as Grace Cove, place value on is making sure that all nations hear and know who this King is, who this Jesus Christ is. So this is, this is Grace Cove. This is where we are. And sometimes it's, it's important just to pause and to reassess these things in our, our mind. I know we've all possibly been on, on Blueprint, um, or we do go on Blueprint um, in the process of becoming part of this church. But it's important for us to reassess and to relook and say, that is what this church is called to. When I come here on a Wednesday night, I'm praying for us to be able to disciple nations. I'm praying so that leaders are raised up. I'm praying so that people will know who this king is and that my relationship is built up and is stronger with him. So what does getting on board look like? I'm sure my life group is just dying to hear some of the things that they said on uh, Wednesday night. Uh, As you will know, um, my key tactic for preparing for for preachers is to make sure that two weeks before the meeting, I speak to the life group and get their input, and so that I can stand up here and be be very intellectual, and uh, because I've got such an intellectual group of, of people. But we did. As a life group, we spoke a little bit about getting on board and what does this look like. And we started with one of the, um, the first areas of getting on board that we see in the New Testament. And that started with a very simple vision. The vision was simply this. The vision was, if you follow me, I will send you out to fish for people. That was the vision that the disciples were given. 
We read this account in Matthew 4, verses 18 to 22, where it says, As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus says, and I will send you out to fish for people. That's the vision. The vision was, I will send you out to fish for people. What is it? What happens? At once, they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father, Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed them. We talk about how to respond. Esther talked today about head to heart. I'm sure that when Jesus said to these people, because that's all they were, fishermen, people, I will make you fishers of men. I will send you out to that vision dropped in here. The understanding of what that, that man was saying to them dropped in here. And they said, immediately, I will follow you. We're called to get on board. And you might say to me, Richard, I've been on board. I've been on board for a long time. I've uh, been sitting in the seats. I've been looking through the windows. I've been, in, I've been looking at the view. So what about me? Am I also called to get on board? Yes. The answer is simply yes. There's new things happening. We talk about new wineskins. We talk about breaking camp. There's new things happening in this church. Speak to people and just the excitement of what's happening in Grace Cove. It seems to be bubbling under. New leaders coming on board. New members coming in from all over the show. People who have shared testimonies within the blueprint that said, I've been away from church for 20 years, but God has called me back. He said it's time to come back. There's exciting things happening in this church. So it doesn't matter if you've been here 20 years. It doesn't mean if you, matter if you've been on here for five years. You need to understand the vision again. You need to catch hold of that and put it into your heart and say, what does that mean for me, Lord? What does that train look a little bit different? Am I now called to be a conductor? Am I now called to make my way further in, in you with regards to all the areas that we have to serve? Am I called to attend and be here more regularly and be under your word more regularly so that it breeds involvement. I believe God is is coaxing us. He's done this for the last year and a half. The disciples moved immediately and I'm not judging anyone or anything. My heart also needs to realize that maybe there's something different for me. Something Part of that wineskin, I need to change. But what is it that, that, what's that new wineskin? What is that, that you look at this vision and you say, I can move immediately with this? It's a challenge. Sometimes you might feel that you're getting onto that Japanese train that's taking you and now all of a sudden you're back at the station. But I think stepping out in faith is what is required. Stepping onto that we talk about stepping off the boat into the, onto the water. Jesus called out of the boat. But he's saying that this storm is going to happen on this uh, train. 
He's saying that the train is where you will find relationships. The train is where you will find your purpose. The train is where you will be able to impact more for the kingdom. What does it look like? I believe it looks different for everyone. I believe the role and the responsibility looks different for everyone. But I believe it's done within unity within the church. We don't do it one running this way, one running that way, one running that way. Within the church, we become a unified body. And it says there, right at the beginning, we talked about what, what the other Richard said. And the other Richard said this. He said, once I get to the top of the notes, he said that the world would know that we have been sent by him through our unity. So today was just a reminder just planting another seed, maybe watering a seed that's been sitting there for a while and saying, this is the vision that we have as Grace Cove. These are the things we value. Come on board and be part of what, what God is doing in this church, in this body, so that we can impact people around us. We can plant churches so that the kingdom can be spread and that we can disciple nations.